Hey guys, it's Gomez from the Sleevy G Show. And Brian Colburn from the My Weekly Mixtape Podcast. And you're listening to The Itch. Rock on, gentlemen. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching the itch to stage a revival on two fronts. So, in 2021, we did an episode we called Rex Manning Day, which is uh, April 8th holiday that's based on the movie Empire Records. And we decided for no real good reason that that was going to become a tradition where each year around that time we would do an itch episode that connected music and movies. We tried to do that again in 2022, and some things got in the way. So now we're bringing it back in 2023 with the guests that we originally had planned for last year. (laughs) So into part two of this revival, we've got Brian and Gomez, who the once and future hosts of Playlist Wars, here to join us for a discussion about the soundtracks of 1998. So welcome, guys. (laughs) What's up? What's going on? I've got more to say about that, but I was like, I have to pause this intro at some point to actually yeah. let them in. <laughs> it's like the lo- that would be the longest introduction for anybody. <laughs> well, there's so much context to it. So there's the short part of this. Um, about a, a year ago, we were going to record an episode about movies with you guys, and Gomez ended up being unavailable. And then at the same time, Taylor Hawkins passed away. So Brian joined us, and we restructured that episode into a tribute to him. Yep. Yes. And so this episode has actually been on the agenda for a year. And uh, and it's tragically the first time Gomez has been on our show, even though we've been on his three or four times. Yeah, yeah you guys have. Casey has kicked us our butts in the uh, WWE yeah. era. Yeah. You know what I mean? Close, but not no cigar for both me and Brian. <laughs> and beyond that, though, Playlist Wars is currently on a hiatus for the for the time being, not forever. Brian and Gomez have both started separate podcasts in the meantime. If you guys want to give a couple of sentences about those, I'll let you sell them yourselves, actually. Brian, you can go first. Oh, all right, then. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Age uh, before beauty. Oh, OK, I'll take that. Look, I, that's fine, man. I, I have no problem. My back's killing me, so I'll, I'll go with the age thing. That's, that's all good. <laughs> so I am currently hosting a show called My Weekly Mixtape. And the premise is quite simple. When I was growing up, every week, for some odd reason, when I went food shopping to help my mom out, she would pay me for my assistance by buying me a two-pack of blank cassettes. And to me, that was one of the greatest moments because then I was able to make two mixtapes that week. And I would record all the songs I want if we were going, uh, you know, f- for a two hour trip to a car show, I would fill up enough music for my Walkman vacations. I would fill up an entire case of cassettes that were all different mixes. And there was a lot of work that went involved into it. Whereas now if I'm heading out, I could just look at my phone, drop 20 songs into a playlist in about 15 (laughs) seconds, hit shuffle and the magic is gone. So what I'm trying to do is use a show to kind of bring back the thought process to creating a mixtape and applying it to making playlists now. So that's the show. It's called My Weekly Mixtape. Have special guests, interviews, mixtape curation episodes, and a lot of cool stuff. And it's at myweeklymixtape.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search My Weekly Mixtape. 
Well, uh, I guess it's my turn now. Mm-hmm. I actually developed my show. Uh, the nickname came up as the Sleevy G Show. Hell yeah, it did. With, during Playlist Wars, I would actually be interviewing like this with Brian or talking about all the songs. And uh, it took me a while to find my niche on the show. Actually, it took me about the fourth or third episode, which was Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. And I brought up No Sleep to Brooklyn. I brought out an old school movie of Steven Seagal, Out for Justice. And Brian and our buddy Doug were going nuts at that part and brian goes you found it that's you so <laughs> on my niche and um as brian and i have taken our hiatus i talked to brian about doing something on my own which on the sleevy g show we're talking about video games uh we talk about restaurants local restaurants in new jersey uh i've had emmy award winner christina bear who's a newcast lady in new jersey i've had uh carrie defalcalon i have uh Another uh, New Jersey uh, online personality and weather guy, uh, Don Smith. So I've gotten some nice little local guys, local celebrities, and the list is growing. Uh, I had a local DJ uh, last night. So it's growing. So my podcast, it's a little bit of everything that I love to do. Talk about food. Talk about video games. We're going to be talking about movies. Talk about a little bit of everything, which has been really cool. And I've been, say, very lucky. I'm happy that it's going very well. I'm glad that Brian and I are doing very well with our projects. But, you know, don't get me wrong. My, my heart still misses Playlist Wars, but <laughs> yeah. we're hoping to, over the summer, get some recording done. Yeah, yeah, awesome. definitely. With the with the two kids' schedules not being in alignment during the school year, the fact that we're both here tonight is a, a friggin' <laughs> mystery. And yeah. I'm pretty yeah. stoked that we're making it happen. But I will say this. You talked about movies the soundtracks of 1998. I just want to throw out there. I looked it up on Wikipedia. There are 84 soundtracks that came out in 1998. <laughs> I've seen four movies <laughs> in the entire list. And I own a lot more. I own a lot more soundtracks from 1998 than of movies I've actually seen. So as you can see, guys, I actually printed out the list of the 1998 wow. movies and TV shows. There was one too many damn sand tracks. That's all I could tell you. So that's a good segue for me to sort of introduce the topic here. And it makes for one, um, so that we all are aware, including the listeners, we're not going through the whole list. Do not worry. <laughs> we're just going to touch on one some highlights for this. Song by song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for those of us who follow us on socials or maybe could and should, particularly on our Instagram, I started doing a thing this year called 100 Albums of 1998, where I am going chronologically through the year, these albums that are turning 25, and posting a little something about them. I don't know why I decided to do that. I think it was just looking up album anniversaries for one of those episodes, and I just saw there was so much good stuff that I decided to make a thing out of it. It was another task that I put on myself that I shouldn't have, probably. (laughs) Anyway. More work. So this episode is going to tie into that. Well, yeah, and so the soundtracks is perfect fit, because as mentioned, Gomez is a very big movie guy. Brian is a soundtrack guy and also a covers lover and covers are a staple of movie soundtracks. And so I was like, this is the perfect way to combine a bunch of things that will interest people. And it feels like something that would be discussed on Playlist Wars or on my weekly mixtape. So it kind of it just the vibe worked. It does. Certainly does. But man. I don't see movies. That's that's what this. Yeah, so that's down. where I come in, Brian. That yeah, yeah. Your music and then me is the movies. That's what made us so perfect for the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, it takes it takes two of us to fill one guest spot on this. 
<laughs> I guess. He's heard all the music. I watched all the movies. Well, I'll say about 98% of it. So I want to go, I think, hmm, how do we want to start this off? Hmm. I think I actually want to go with KC. <laughs> Whenever we just mention that topic, the soundtracks of 98, can you say what is one of the first thoughts that comes to mind for you personally? Um, for me personally, it would be Godzilla because the movie itself is absolutely terrible, but the soundtrack <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> that is a great choice. That's one of the four movies I've seen. Yay. <laughs> Yay. There we go. We should have just focused on the four that Brian has seen. Specifically narrow it down. <laughs> we'll see if we can check them off. Don't tell us what they are until we get to them. I won't. I'll do it at the end of the episode if you don't, but you've got one so far. <laughs> Now, I will say I agree with you on the the Godzilla. That's actually one I had on mine. But the one reason why I remember that specific soundtrack is because if I remember correctly, and I, I could be way off with this, but the song Come With Me, Puff Daddy featuring uh-huh. Jimmy Page, was yep. obviously it, it's them sampling Kashmir. And I'm pretty sure that was one of the first times that like a rap song sampled like a classic rock or a classic song uh, in popular that was that was popularized and right I, I remember people just not liking that including myself i didn't like it at the time i still am not a huge fan of it but you know it is what it is and i but but it's something that made me remember the soundtrack for sure other than no shelter by Reg Against machine i was gonna yeah. say that was the reason i ran out to get it on the first day and i was like oh there's some Silver chair on there at the time. Fuzz bubble was getting a lot of hype. And then I, I again, cover songs. You called it heroes. You got the wallflowers doing a great David Bowie cover. And I'm not, I'm going to kind of go against you a little bit, Dan. I actually didn't hate come with me. It's not a great (laughs) hip hop song. No, but for some reason it gave me vibes of license to ill because license to ill sampled um when the levy breaks and rhyming and stealing the ocean and she's crafty and i'm like man zeppelin could do any hip-hop song and do it well so <laughs> when this came know. out i was like this is my point this is my thesis it's all here in this one song you could anybody could sound good rapping over led zeppelin and it's true and I'm not saying more people should do it. But. <laughs> well, I'm, I, you know, I did like it when it came out. I actually enjoyed the song. I was probably one of maybe 13 who did. <laughs> but also when you think about it, it's, well, Sean Puff Daddy Combs at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. If you think about it, anything he was touching at that point was turning into rap godness gold. So, yeah. yeah. When I heard that with Jimmy Page, and even in the video, too, that they did with the bad dinosaur in the background, you know, <laughs> it was the the music video was really horrible, but the song was actually good. I don't think anybody could pull it off but Puff Daddy because the lyrics, everything just worked very well Yeah, in that song. So that was actually one of the songs I did pick because... Hey, I thought the movie was eh, the worm. Let's get the worm guy, Matthew Broderick, on the show. You know, <laughs> you call him the worm guy. I rooted for Godzilla in that movie. I was like, man, if he wins, at least we won't get a sequel. So let's let's just hope. <laughs> Listen, we we all sat there in the theater watching it, and we I think we had to wait till like the eleven thirty p.m. I think Gomez, I think you were with us. I think it was you, me, 
and a oh, bunch God. of people from Montclair. And I think we got like yeah. eleven forty-five showing. Yeah, it was we the last showing. Excited, <laughs> and like an hour into it, we're like, "This sucks. Is this ever going to be over?" And it was only <laughs> on for like forty-five minutes. And then by the end, anytime the Godzilla babies, we were or screaming. When Godzilla did something to hurt somebody, we were like, "Yes!" At this point, kill them all. Like, it's just- <laughs> it was just like the uh, was it Jurassic Park three? Yeah, where where the T Rex hits the seventy six golf uh, orange ball, and you see it rolling down this main street. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the second Jurassic Park. But yeah, I agree with you. It was just ridiculous at that point. Well, you know, and-, and my my favorite part of of the soundtrack as well is the. <laughs> the green day song where they just use the the screeching sound of Godzilla in the song. They take brain stew and put Godzilla roars in it. Yeah. That's a quality remix right there. But all that to say, I do want to note, like of all the soundtracks that, that I came across and that we're probably going to talk to, this has to be up there overall start to finish as one of my favorites. You you mentioned the wallflowers doing a great cover of heroes. Yep. And I'm a huge fan of that one. You've got yep. the Rage No Shelter that Dan mentioned, which is is very rare. Rage, um, not only they don't have a ton of music to begin with, if you think right. about it. And then right. particularly, they don't have very much music that isn't on their albums. So having they, No Shelter they, here was a rare though. thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah, two, yeah. They did The Crow because they had Darkness, which was the B-side to yeah. um, Bullet in the Head. But yes. made the Crow soundtrack. That was like to me, they they damn near had more soundtrack appearances than studio albums. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, they did. And their soundtrack songs are are no slouches. They they are no. up to the same quality level as well. And they're not the only ones. There's a lot of original tracks on here that I was a fan of. There's a Ben Folds Five song here called Air. There's one. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there's an untitled track from Silver Chair, and then. Is there also a Foo Fighter, like an original Foo Fighter song? Yep. There's an original Foo Fighter song. It's called A320. It's a beautiful song. Now, granted, it's a it's about somebody realizing that their plane's about to crash. So it's kind of, <laughs> I mean, it fits that catastrophic theme of Godzilla in that sense. But it, it's a fantastic Foo well, Fighters yeah, I mean, B-side deep cut. Especially a submarine in, in the Hudson. And believe it or not, as fantastic as that soundtrack is, it's ranked three for me. I actually have two from the year that I love even more than the Godzilla one. Oh, you've you've got some rankings. Okay, <laughs> I, I did. I did rank only three. I did. I did my top three. Nice. I did the playlist wars format here. Nice. I you know I I didn't ask for a specific ranking. I I want people to know listening that this is planned to kind of be a freewheeling thing. But I like yeah. that these guys came more prepared than I did. So that we can have a little more structure. <laughs> well, I'm a nerd. You gave me a topic. Of course, I'm going to be sitting there like, <laughs> I need to rank these albums. And, <laughs> and the knowledge of movies here. <laughs> I know Dan and I didn't. KC, did you make a, a list of I, any sort? Okay. I didn't rank them, no. Just the I sent you the list of, of here's some good starting points that I yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. maybe touch yes. on, which we don't have to get to all of them because a couple of them I was like, eh, never mind after I looked at it a little more. <laughs> all right. I want to take a stab, actually, at guessing one of Brian's, not only a soundtrack, but one of the ones that you've seen. I'm going to, it's, I mean, it's a shot in the dark okay. out of 80 some options. <laughs> I can guess one of them too. Yeah. Oh, you got to guess it. Go for it. You go first. Uh, Armageddon. Oh, is that I, one yeah. that you have seen, Brian? What? I have not, not seen Armageddon. No. What is Sorry. going on? We're the what? weakest link. <laughs> He's there. What's going on? <laughs> and the God, I've never seen. I have the soundtrack begrudgingly, but I do have it. Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. 
I didn't really think the soundtrack was that that great. The only thing I remember about it was the uh, Aerosmith song. Yeah. yeah. You see, I and that's wanna... the thing. I, I don't like that Aerosmith song, but I liked <laughs> the rest of the soundtrack. At the time, this was in 1998. Napster was just a little blip on the radar. So <laughs> to me, this was a CD that had LaGrange. It had the uh, David Thorner remix, A Sweet Emotion. It had Aerosmith's version to come together. Yep. Our Lady Pieces Starseed. I actually really liked the cover of Leaving on a Jet Plane. Leaving. I want to make a note about that because this soundtrack is very interesting to me because most of it is very, you know, it's it's Aerosmith centric. And then yeah. you've got you've got Journey, ZZ Top, Bob Seeger, Bon Jovi, you know, the, that that mold of artist. And then down at the bottom, all of a sudden you have Our Lady Peace, who in 1998 was a relatively new artist still and then immediately after that this is you're leaving on a jet plane cover is by uh chantal kravasic i I think i pronounced that right who um not coincidentally but um wonderfully is the spouse of rain maida the singer of our lady peace so back to back the husband and wife made an appearance on this soundtrack (laughs) i don't know if they were married at that time but they they did become married after that (laughs) maybe that's where they met the song i believe it or not i don't want to miss a thing i don't hate the song however i'll go on record saying mark chestnut the country artist i like his version because to me it doesn't fit aerosmith i'm a big big aerosmith fan and to me i don't want to miss a thing is lower ranked then the band's theme from Wayne's World, which was on the Saturday Night Live skit, as well as released as a B-side to the other side CD single in the early 90s. So that is technically Aerosmith fodder for a, a track on one of, you know, like for a ranking. And I don't want to miss a thing as lower. It just, it's a Diane Warren song. It should have been done by a pop artist. I, I love Aerosmith ballads. I mean, you know, What It Takes, Angel, I'm all here for all of it. Even the ones crying, amazing, deuces are wild. Love it, love it, love it. Then you get to this and I'm like, oh, come on. (laughs) It's this album, it's this song that made them think, oh, well, we could go at Outside Riders. And it took the trajectory of the band and just dug it into the ground between Get a Grip and then Music from Another Direction where nobody from the band wrote anything. Let's just get Diane Warren and a bunch of other people to write a... Oh, don't even get me started on that. Actually, didn't we anyway. have this conversation on Playlist Wars? This Probably sounds like did. something that would have happened. I was like about to say, this sounds like an episode of one of you guys' shows in the making. So. Yeah, I think, I think we did <laughs> that yeah, away. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, not a fan of that song, but the rest of the soundtrack rocks. And no, never saw the movie. I can't believe you haven't seen the movie. Well, when you hear the ones I did, you're going to be like, I can't believe you saw that, but not. And then insert 20 other movies. Oh, good Lord. I understand. I'm going to throw one out there. Maybe we'll make this a guessing game. And then, and then Casey and Gomez can take a guess after mine. And we'll see if we can get all four of these. I'm going to throw one out next on the, on the list here as uh, I, maybe Brian has seen this one, the water boy. Oh, God, who hasn't seen the water? Hey, I got number two. That was the, that's the second one. <laughs> the water boy is fantastic. This was Adam Sandler at his peak of of idiot characters. <laughs> oh, this one was a sympathetic idiot, not just a man child. 
entirely. Yeah. But <laughs> Bobby Boucher. <laughs> yeah. I'm Bobby Boucher. Water sucks. It really, really <laughs> sucks. <laughs> it's some very quotable business. I love it. What do you guys think of this one? Um, I'm looking it up right now, and I can't say that there's that much on here that stands out to me or that I know as much, but it does. It's pretty star studded. You know, you've got Creedence Clearwater Revival with that that opening track, Born on the Bayou. You've got Earth, Wind, and Fire, Lenny Kravitz, John Mellencamp, the Allman Brothers, Rush, Tom Sawyer at the end there. <laughs> um, so there's some heavy hitters. And I'm going to say not the only movie in 1998 that has Rush's Tom Sawyer on it either. There's two movies yes. that have the song on the soundtrack. Ooh, let's... <laughs> the, other, the other one is on my list as well. Let's segue yep. into that one next. Um, I have only really one thing I wanted to note about the Waterboy, personally, and that is that it features Goldfinger's cover of "More Today Than Yesterday" that I I love. Yes, absolutely love that one. Scott did great in '98. That's for yes. sure. Yes, yeah. was yep. the year. That's I was gonna say. I have another uh, soundtrack which um, features Goldfinger on as well. Oh, I want to hit all, all of these. Actually, you know, <laughs> so does do anybody I. else have really much more commentary on that one? Because otherwise, we'll let Dan just pick right into one of these. He's more welcome to pick in. <laughs> the Water Boy, the Water Boy is more known for the movie itself as opposed yeah. to like the soundtrack. Like, right. I, I don't really. I think most Adam Sandler movies are kind of like that, though. Like they always have like a really good soundtrack, but they're more so known for the story where the music just is a part of it and just kind of features like yeah. uh, Little yeah. Nicky was the mind for for instance. Little Nicky was I that soundtrack was kick ass actually. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. was. And the movie, was and the movie I actually I, I actually liked the movie though. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Never saw it that had one. funny parts. There's no doubt. Like there's yeah, there's there's some great parts. I can, one of I can my favorite parts is where the kids in the basketball is like, "What do you think? I'm here for the beers and." Dude, don't spoil it. I haven't seen it. That's okay. Don't worry about oh. it. Well, and Ralph I think Dangerfield's the reason for that movie right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think the main difference in what Dan's saying versus the, the previous films that we were just talking about was like the Waterboy here. This is largely a classic rock soundtrack. So these yeah, are songs yeah. that are already 20, 30, whatever years old as of this movie being made. Um, whereas some of those other ones we just talked about and some of the ones we'll get to in the future had a lot of original tracks written for that soundtrack that became big deals. And so I think that's what kind of sets them apart. And there's definitely value to both. It just depends on what you're going for. But I mm -hmm. think this yeah. this soundtrack did a great job of, of fitting its vibe with the songs that it chose. Yeah. So the other soundtrack that features Tom Sawyer for that year was actually a remix. And it actually had a bunch of songs that were kind of remixed. Um, and it was for Small Soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> I... I was never really a fan of that movie, but I, I remember listening to the soundtrack when it came out and being a fan of, of these songs. Cause it was, it was a bunch of like, you know, typical classic rock songs that were remixed. It was, that was very new for that time in my yeah. opinion. Um, you know, but there was like some really classic like artists. Like there was a, you know, another one bites the dust by queen. And they featured a, a basically a remix feature in Wyclef uh, and some other people. There was mm -hmm. the stroke by Billy Squire. There was like a Tom yes. Sawyer by by Rush. Like there was all yeah. kinds of great classic rocks, but they were like remixed and featuring some kind of some kind of other uh, person. Very reminiscent of I think you even mentioned the Crow soundtrack or or like the Spawn soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's what it reminds me of. I, I actually didn't know Small Soldiers is a movie that always escaped me. I never really saw it. I don't think I ever saw it. And I'm looking great, up the soundtrack great. now for the first it's time. Really, I had no idea. Yeah, I had no idea this something. existed. Yeah, it's yeah. it's loud rocks basically. You've got war. Yep. Bone Thugs and Harmony with I Henry Rollins, Tom Morello, and Flea. What a yes. wild yeah. all-star <laughs> yes. cast together. 
I, this is another example of a soundtrack I owned, a soundtrack that I still own, a soundtrack that I love to a movie I've never seen. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you have Disney Plus. On there. on there? I think it's, yeah. also, it's a DreamWorks think, movie. Uh, I don't think it's on Disney. Oh, then it's on yeah. HBO Max if you yes. have Yes. Oh. <laughs> like, I will find this movie for you. They're all there. <laughs> I don't know if this, I don't, I'm guessing this one might be better suited for our friend Jason Whistle at the It's Not That Bad podcast because <laughs> maybe I don't remember this one doing very well. No. Well, sadly, well, I mean, to be fair, it, it was about it was like a Toy Story version, but it was like a, a much graphic version of Toy yeah. Story. It was yeah, like yeah, these yeah. soldiers were out to kill people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the Gorgonites. The Gorgonites. Yep. Yeah. They were after the Gorgonites. The right. Elite Commando. Years since I've seen it. That's for okay. sure. Yeah. I, I get, that was another great movie. I thought that was a great classic movie. The Gorgonites versus the Elite Commandos. Everything <laughs> else is just a toy. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sadly, one of uh, Phil Hartman's last movies he ever did. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to throw in a couple little bonuses just now that I've opened up the Wikipedia. For one, <laughs> this soundtrack, unlike most, is only 10 songs deep and about a half hour long. <laughs> yeah, that is to the point. <laughs> and there are two songs listed on here that were in the film, but not actually on the soundtrack. One of them being Led Zeppelin's Communication Breakdown. Mm-hmm. And then the very similar Wannabe. <laughs> By the Spice Girls. <laughs> now, honestly, if you're gonna put if you're gonna put "Wannabe" in this movie, looking at the soundtrack that I already own, why not use Zebrahead's version? <laughs> if it was around in '98, yeah, then I would. There was a good. reasoning for that, though, because it was a tactical warfare. So they were trying to get the family out of the house by playing see, Spice I, Girls. You're talking I've, plot points. I haven't seen I, this. I don't even know. <laughs> what was the point? Why they used that? I would have. Definitely left the house when I if I heard Spice Girls, I'll be running out there. I didn't know there was a film where the Spice Girls were a plot point for soldiers for Wasn't war. Spice World, yeah, Spice World, yeah, it was Spice World. Well, yeah, but I mean, your own vehicle doesn't count. But <laughs> my buddy and I, uh, my daughter's godfather and I, were hanging out in college. We're like, dude, let's just go see a movie. It was like a Tuesday night. <laughs> And we didn't have our class the next morning was canceled. So we got to the theater and there was two movies playing at 10 p.m. And it was Spice World or Deep Rising. And we're like, well, we have no idea what Deep Rising is. And Treat Williams is in it. You want to see Spice World? No, we went to go see Deep Rising. (laughs) And in the opening scene of the movie, this woman, I haven't seen it since we saw it in the theaters. (laughs) But I bought I ended up finding the Blu-ray at Walmart. I bought two copies to give him as a present because the opening scene in the movie, I think someone's sitting on the toilet and this monster just sucks them through <laughs> the the bottom of the toilet and just su- like the whole body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the toilet, the porcelain never broke. So we're <laughs> sitting there crying, laughing and people are scared in the theater. And the whole movie was so bad that we we almost got thrown out three times because at one point there was like this sea of monsters and he's like, I'll swim across. And they're like, you're going to be the one to do it. And Treat Williams goes, damn, Skippy, I will. And we just lost it laughing in the theater. So it, I don't know if that soundtrack, if it was 98 or not. But anyway, I totally was off topic there. You're fine. I want to know. I got. I've got plenty that I want to hit on still a little bit. But now I kind. I want to know what Dan's other one was that had the Goldfinger track in it because it's definitely not one of the ones that I'm 
that I've got on my list. And so I'm very I curious. Know the answer. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, because it also features some real big fish as well. Is, is this the same? Yes. OK. Yeah. OK. So being a huge, huge South Park fan, oh. I probably and the only reason why I would I recognize this. Yes. Um, the, from the creators of South Park, you have Basketball, which actually yep. had a decent soundtrack. Actually, uh, the movie was soundtrack. Movie is is suspect, but you know, <laughs> oh, the movie was great. Suspect. It's okay. I mean, it's, it two. is a number it two. Is, <laughs> oh, it is that's a, his number two album. All right. No, yeah. I've seen no, it. It's number two that he's oh, seen. Oh, okay. It's I thought we already. Movie I've seen. Oh, okay. He nailed it. Nice. All right. <laughs> and it features Smash Mouth, the Cherry Pop and Daddies, Goldfinger, Nerf Herder, Real Big Fish. Like it's awesome. And the Cherry Pop and Daddies do a cover of "Jumpin' the Line," "Shake Shake Sonora," which was in Beetlejuice, the original yeah. version. Yeah, yeah. But I love the Cherry Pop and Daddies version, and. Look, any movie where Real Big Fish is given a prominent scene in the movie. Yep. Yeah. And basically, it was just an excuse for them to do South Park jokes as adults. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Because he even breaks out a Cartman voice in the movie. <laughs> hey, tell me that. Like, like, he does the whole. And it's basically Cartman. And I loved it. I I was with somebody who I'm not married to now. And I think. <laughs> Wait, you were married before? No, I'm saying I'm married now, but the yeah, person yeah, yeah. I went to see this movie with, I did not marry, and I think this is the reason. <laughs> you sure about that? Because you liked the I movie laughed, they did not? I or... laughed. They hated it, but I laughed way too much. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Ultimately, uh, anything that... I've not seen this movie. I'll put that out there. I know what it is. Anything that gives me Real Big Fish's cover of Take On Me is is, is a okay in my book that's you've done yeah. your job as a soundtrack just to give me that <laughs> oh, yeah it's just like two of their best songs take on me and beer yeah yeah no nah, they got all uh yeah, brian's yeah. who introduced me to real big fish but they have great songs but those are like some of my favorites those are the two but they got better they got other great songs too sellouts another great song i love oh personally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. what i mean yeah um i we can whole have a whole conversation on real big fish. Brian introduced me to them. And I just, within before even I heard uh, uh, take on me from Aha, uh-huh, they did it. I was stoked to, to see them every time. So <laughs> true. Yeah, we've seen man. them. What we've seen them at least seven or eight times now. I, I think, think we're up to, no, I think we're up to double digits. Are we at double digits? I now? think we yeah, were at that- 10 because we've seen them so many times. They used to come every year and they always had a great lineup. One year was Goldfinger. One yeah. year it was um, uh, Zebrahead. One year it was the Aquabats. It was always a fun show. You, Less Than Jake. Less Than uh, Jake was a good one. There was always a good double bill and yeah. they were always fun. I remember one night they walked out and everyone's cheering and they, they put all their horns up in the air and they do the whole <laughs> place cheers and they end it and they all put their stuff down and walk off stage, waving goodbye <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> they do that three times and then they come out, play sellout yep. again, walk off the stage. It was, <laughs> like it was just brilliant. They trolled the crowd for like a half hour. We yes, saw them did. do that at a point fest. We're going to have a little real big fish aside here since we started this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, those guys have for one some of the best stage banter that I've seen, and for yeah, two, oh, they're God, great, yeah. great at trolling and great at acknowledging their 
we're going to call it one hit wonder status to the general listener. Um, <laughs> like when we saw them at a point fest in St. Louis a number of years ago, I don't know if this is a bit that they do all the time or what they, they they're in the middle of their set. And he's like, all right, guys, now we're going to play our big single. And they start into uh, the impression that I get. <laughs> and then he stops again. And he's like, all right, we're going to do it again. He starts playing like, um, I think like what's my age again or some blink song. Yeah. And they do it <laughs> three or four song. different bits. Uh, yeah. yeah. They start, they play all these other like contemporary songs to them with the, you know, obviously the joke kind of being like, it's interchangeable and you probably don't know which one's us <laughs> until they finally get to playing sellout. It was a fantastic gag. I, I that will is... always remember that concert. <laughs> yeah. They do so many different fun things. They have this one song called SR. And it's on their first album, and it's Whatever Happened to Suburban Rhythm, which was a band they were in prior. Nice. And it's a 90-second song. But when you go see them, they say, you know, we are the masters of music. And, they, and the whole band goes, master, master, yeah. like Metallica. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. they go, we could do it in a disco version. And then they play the whole song, the whole 90 <laughs> seconds as a disco song. And then they go back and they go, we are the masters, master. Of all, and they do it in death metal and they do it in hip hop yeah. and they do it 10 or 12 different times in all different genres and they nail every single one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. I think we've got a very natural transition out of this one from a movie made by the creators of South Park to another thing made by the creators of South Park. <laughs> um, and that is South Park. Chef uh, Aid. <laughs> which we were sort of touching on before we started recording. Chef Aid, um, South Park, uh, personally, the thing that I love the most about it is that it features a theme song written by Primus, one of the Itch's all-time artists. But I'm going to yeah. let, let Dan kind of, I think, lead it from here, because Dan is the Itch's resident South Park fan. So one of the things that I loved about this is that they actually made it available in three different versions. There was a clean, explicit, and extreme version. <laughs> the, explicit, <laughs> the explicit version contained profanities, including fuck, and carries a parental advisory sticker, but it's still censored, even for less profanities such as goose shit. And the extreme version is completely uncensored. There you go, Brian. You There is a version you can play for your kids. Yes. There you go. Yeah, there <laughs> of is. Chef Aid, not, not of the other one. Just of Chef no. Aid. So yeah. I'll, I'll say this much. This doesn't count in my movies because this was from an episode of the show. Right, yeah. right. right. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. this doesn't count. I have seen this episode. And I'll tell you yeah, right yeah. now, the version of Bubble Goose by Wyclef <laughs> with South Park is better than Wyclef's original version without yeah, South Park. 20 times better. <laughs> I, I love this soundtrack. The cover of Sticks Come Sail Away by Cartman. By Cartman, yeah. And yes. sailing away. Oh Any, my god, I friggin' love it. Anytime he does covers, which I mean he does it very rarely, it, it's it's always done very well. Because the only other one that I can think of is Poker Face. Oh, yeah. But the so, Swiss like, Colony the- Beef Log song, it's not a cover, it's an original of his, but yes. it holds a special place in my heart every holiday season. For connections to other previous parts of this conversation, this song features Feel Like Making Love, which is another song that Goldfinger has covered elsewhere. Mm -hmm. So there's that one connection. It also features a rap and rock combo in a song called Will They Die For You, which is uh, Mace, Puffy, Lil' Kim, and System of a Down. So it touches a lot of of bases. Yeah, isn't that wild? That is a wild one. I don't even remember. Mm -hmm. I don't remember that one. Yeah, they have a couple of ones because there's also a uh, one. It's a rock and world. I don't know if it's necessarily uh, hip hop, but it's got Joe Strummer featuring Flea, Tom Morello, 
That I remember. DJ Bonebreak, Ben Montank, and Nick Hexum. I do oh, remember yeah. that one. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers representing there. <laughs> it, this has a number of things. Is you got you got nowhere to run, which is Ozzy Osbourne, well. DMX, ODB, and Crystal Method together. So actually, many well combinations. That was a great one. Yeah. We're not mentioning the one song though. Oh, I know. Song. I was leaving that for you guys. <laughs> oh, we kind of get the chocolate salty balls by Isaac Hayes. You know, come on. <laughs> Put them yeah. in your mouth. The vitamins are good for you. <laughs> that was yeah. That was one of the highlights of Chef when he was on the show. Uh, oh yes, yeah. you know during oh. his tenure. Hello there, uh, children. <laughs> That's oh, God, that sounded really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't isolate that sound bite. Going yeah, yeah. Jesus. It's a leap. That <laughs> That's gonna be the outro. That's the post credit. That's the outro. <laughs> Hello there, children. Thanks, Thanks for giving us it another It reminds take. me of that Steve Buscemi meme, if it came to life. Yeah, yeah. Well, hello there, kids, or whatever it is. That was what your voice just reminded me of there. Oh, God. He was, in fairness, Chef's character was kind of a trope. Because yes. he was, he was, you know, I'm, I'm the the wise, wise older black man giving imparting wisdom to these young white folks. Except for he was he was Chef. <laughs> and so uh, that wisdom was not necessarily, you know, in your Morgan Freeman style. <laughs> it was it was a very unique in his own way. Hence this song. Yeah. Oh, so God. but nonetheless, yeah, this was a this was a wild one. And then it closes with a hidden track that we we discussed a little bit before we started recording about a certain member of the show's mother. Uh <laughs> Yes, man. <laughs> oh man oh, God. there's a lot yeah there's a lot to laugh about on this one this is the oh, only yeah. one that i had brought up that was well technically i guess it's one of two that was a soundtrack from a tv show and not a movie mm-hmm. um well i'm gonna hold on to the other one we may or may not bother with it at all today i think we're gonna have more than enough content without it yeah. so you can't <laughs> mention this without mentioning that there's also two songs from primus yes yes, yes. yeah that is true because any soundtrack featuring Primus is awesome. Yep, we're here. Anything fans. featuring Primus is awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Yeah, too. yeah, although they would tell you it sucks, but whatever. Yes, yeah. right. Naturally, naturally. <laughs> All right, I want to. How many of Brian's movies have we guessed? Two, two. two so All right, far. Casey Gomez, you guys want to take a shot? Casey, you want to go first? Sure. Gomez has his whole list over here. Oh, he you can find what? something. I actually think I I think I know the third or the fourth movie. All right. <laughs> well, Casey, you go first. Well, I'm thinking that this might be one, but we can't not talk about soundtracks in 1998 without bringing up another Adam Sandler movie, The Wedding Singer. Oh, God, that's a oh, great yeah. movie. I was just going <laughs> to touch on that one. That is, a Wedding Singer, mind you, that has two volumes of a soundtrack. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. As well as a whole nother volume worth of songs that were in the movie, but not on those soundtracks. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was so much music happening, mostly 80s based. Uh, hence, you know, the, the period piece of the film. But yeah, that is true. That is a great movie. though. That is three. All right. There's three. <laughs> also, Brian, I'm sure you can name um, at least one big cover. Yeah. That came oh, off God, of yeah. One. Video killed the radio star by the presidents of the United States of America. I had to get the soundtrack the day it came out. That to me, I was so excited for their cover of that because I actually saw them do it on an MTV live special a few years earlier. They did to promote 
their first album. And that's when I fell in love with the band. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, is that a two string bit? Is, is it two bassists up there? Like I love yep. these guys. And that's when I fell in love with the band, because when you see that they're playing these kind of spins on a regular instrument, it gives you a lot more respect for them. So they do some great covers as well. They do an awesome version of kick out the jams from their first album. Yes, they yeah. do. Yeah. Very, very uh, unique made into their style version of that song. Yes. Yeah. But I but love this- their version of video kills the radio star. It's perfect. And that was, I feel like that's a big task to be given. If you look at the, I don't know, if you look at the rest of this soundtrack, it was really a hit row of big 80 songs. You got Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic. You got How Soon Is yeah. Now, Hold Me Now, White Wedding, Blue Monday, Rapper's Delight. Like, that's just on volume one. Like, they really run the gamut. You know, you spin yeah. me around. It's everywhere. And that's... Love Stinks. It, yeah, yeah, Love Stinks. Love Stinks. Yep. Material Girl. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Goldfinger Connection again. Nina's 99 Luft Balloons was <laughs> on the movie, but not in the soundtrack. <laughs> it's All I Can Do by the Cars, which is one of their underrated tracks from uh, Candio. Don't forget that one. That's got to yeah. throw my cars in there. For yeah. listeners, if you if you are a fan of the cars, uh, find anything that Brian does and you will hear about them regularly. He is, <laughs> is a cars connoisseur. <laughs> yeah. And he drives them, too. <laughs> Yeah, he, he drives them, he listens to them, it's everything. Really. I listen to them while I'm driving them, yes. That's true. It's, it's super meta, yeah. <laughs> you can't leave off the uh, the boss's song on here as well, Hungry Heart. Oh, <laughs> yeah, great oh, yeah. one. I forgot about that. That's on volume two, right? Or, yes. Yeah. And for all of those, those 80s songs, I want to put this out there. I think this is absolutely worth mentioning. The Adam Sandler original on this soundtrack, Grow Old With You, I think is a legitimately wonderful and adorable love song. That like is it a is, good song. It is yeah. actually, I think, a very good song. And I just find it endlessly charming. <laughs> I was actually asked, and I did, one of my friends asked me to perform that as him and his wife walked out of their wedding. So I actually Aww. performed this song as they were pronounced man and wife and walking out of the church. So that was that, that song holds a special place because it was very hard for me to not try to pivot to the my like impression of Adam Sandler's <laughs> right. voice. Yep. Like, yeah. the like I tried not to go there as they're, you know, <laughs> at least as long as you didn't uh, jump into the somebody kill me, please. I yeah, right, right, right. Because my buddy whose wedding this was, was a guitarist. I should have started just chugging the somebody kill me note to see what he would have said. But there was a camera rolling at the time. So I decided to, to, to stay on. I think the in-laws would have killed you on that one, Brian. <laughs> hey, you probably would have gotten what you requested. Yes. <laughs> I would not be growing old with anybody. Yeah, most <laughs> likely by the person paying for it. Yeah. Nope. yeah. <laughs> oh, All right. So we've we've identified three of them now. Three yep. of them. All right. We've got one left to figure out. Since I just want to throw this one out there. It's probably not a movie that you saw, but in the soundtrack is not that great. But it is one of my uh, <laughs> movies that I remember seeing for this year was Mighty Joe Young. Okay. Nope. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. Terrible. 
You just he just wanted to note that he saw Mighty Joe Young that yep, year. I did. I did see that it that wrong. year. Yep. I did not even see that movie. <laughs> Don't worry, you didn't miss much. I didn't think I did. The film I or the my... soundtrack, apparently. It's like watching a miniature King Kong, except he just doesn't do anything. I don't get the point of it, to be honest. <laughs> he just goes, he doesn't do anything. He yep. doesn't do anything. He just... How great of a movie that'd be if it was just him just sitting there like for the hour and a half, just kind of <laughs> like scratch the side of his head. <laughs> Exactly. Yep. <laughs> maybe that would have been a better movie. I, maybe I would have watched it. I don't know. It hurt. Did you hear the buzz about <laughs> I'm doing it? <laughs> I, don't take my idea for my show that I'm doing live one day. You're right. Your live stream. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Does anybody want to take a guess at, at Brian's fourth since it's become the de facto connecting theme of the film? I think Gomez well, has one. I think I got a of, few. Of the episode. Sorry. Let's see. Um, well, we definitely know it's not as good as it gets. No. Um, not Wag the Dog. No. See, I'm in between two movies, Brian, that I know you that well. And it's two in 98. Well, I hope so. It's either Half-Baked or Blues Brothers 2000. Half-Baked was not 98, was it? It yes, was it not was. 99? No, it was 98. Oh, crap. Well, this is going to be very... Um, I've seen five movies. There's five. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably did both of them. Uh, I hate to say it, but yeah, Blues Brothers 2000 and Half Baked. Wow. With, this, is, this is how long we know. The, yeah, with Blues Brothers 2000 taking easily the top soundtrack of the year is an example of a terrible movie <laughs> that made an amazing soundtrack. All the movie was was basically an excuse to have a, a bunch of amazing music performances with the tiniest thread to tie it together <laughs> as a plot. Yep. Yeah. And it wasn't even a good plot. Nope. But it was just a bunch of great music <laughs> videos. And one of them, the cover of How Blue Can You Get by the Louisiana Gator Boys, is <laughs> okay. one of the greatest blues performances of all time in a movie. It is literally Jeff Skunk Baxter, Gary U.S. Bonds, Eric Clapton, Clarence Clemens, Jack DeJanette, Bo Diddley. Isaac Hayes to go back to South Park. Yeah. Dr. John, B.B. King, Charlie Musselwhite, Billy Preston, Lou Rawls, Paul Schaefer, Travis Tritt, Steve Winwood, Jimmy <laughs> Vaughn, Grover. Wa I mean, every but when I saw it in the theater, I'm like, what the hell is happening here? This is amazing. It should have just and been a soundtrack. It sounds like. It yeah. really should have. Skip it the movie. Just put out this compilation as a thing. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Jeez. <laughs> right. We are, uh, I am actually at the request of our friend Jason Whistle at the It's Not That Bad podcast. He, We are doing an episode of my weekly mixtape coming up in a couple months here. Horrible movie. Amazing soundtrack. You bet your ass something from this is making that list. I don't care how I got to squeeze it in there. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> But uh, by the way, the movie came out half-baked January of 98. Okay, oh. so I totally missed that one. That is the and fifth then one. Blues Brothers I love 2000. that movie. This is how well Brian and I know each other. You're talking close now to 30 years of friendship. Yeah. The funny thing is, I probably went to see both of these movies with him and probably fell asleep during <laughs> Blues Brothers 2000. That's how bad that movie was. But that's how I, 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 I had to figure this one out. And I remember we saw half-baked because all you kept seeing – 
Maui, wowie. You know what I mean? It's all, so for all those years. Sour that cream and onion chips with some dip, man. Some beef jerky, some peanut butter, some haagen a whole lot of hot chocolate. You got to get chocolate. You need some pudding, some bread pudding. Get some get some crane crackers. We make some s'mores, man. I love that movie. And Funyuns. Yeah, man. Funyuns. And yet I haven't seen any of the actual like Oscar award winning movies like, I don't know, Saving Private Ryan. Pff, I'm watching Half-Baked the Basketball. You can right. see oh where. <laughs> this shows, but that just shows like I knew it was one of those two movies. Yeah. So and so Brian said he knew four. It was really five people. Yes. I lied movies. to you. That whole, that was just the glue. I I just. What a twist. Just leading us along the whole time. Jeez. Oh, but that was like a bonus. A bonus one that I didn't I didn't even know I saw it because I didn't know it was 98 because I don't know crap about movies. But thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> on the, yeah, I'm looking over as you guys are talking the the, the half baked soundtrack and there's it's great. Nothing, there's nothing on there that I recognized, if I'm being honest. Um, really? Not really. Well, I appreciate that it has Luscious Jackson on it. You that's, be ill the awesome. very first song with Run DMC. Hmm. Mr. Nice Guy. I got nothing. Sir Smoke a lot. Bloodhound Mr. Gang, nice Long Time Perry. I mean, that I know who on... the, yeah, I know who a lot of the artists are. I don't know these songs. Uh, oh, was, yeah, this oh. is a good one. This is actually this is a good a really soundtrack. Good, yeah, because I've only seen song, Half-Baked I'm like in love once with Mary Jane is actually a great hip hop song. Yeah, <laughs> Far oh, Side. This is this is you know, I mean, this is my era. Anything that can have <laughs> Coolio and Days of the New both on it is 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 doing something. Homegrown is a. Homegrown is a very underrated punk band that I saw tying it back to something else in this episode open for real big fish once. Ah, so okay. another right. kind of circular tie to all these things together. All right. Yeah. Um, there's one thing I was going to knock out an honorable mention. It was going to be my next guest for Brian's films. Really. It's entirely on the strength of one song. It's because it's a movie based on a Saturday night live bit that has a song in it. And that is a night at the Roxbury featuring Hadaway's what is love. <laughs> That is I, it. I believe it or All not, I had I've to never say about seen that. the movie. I've never I, seen the movie. Once I you started getting into, like, I've seen Adam Sandler stuff, I was like, I bet he saw the, the SNL movie then, because this sounds no, like the kind of No, and what's funny what is I genuinely then. love the skit. I just didn't yeah. think it would make for a 90-minute <laughs> movie. Yeah, no. Trust me, you didn't miss much of 90 no. minutes. <laughs> very, <laughs> few, <sighs> very few Don't, Saturday Night Live skits make for this good 90-minute movies. The part of that whole movie was Richard Grieco surprisingly that that made the movie yeah. yeah that one i that one it's one of those ones where when it pops up on streaming i'm like should i give this a try eh, i'll just watch basketball again <laughs> <laughs> all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna run through one of my last two and then we'll we'll see if you guys got any more you want you're you're really it's like i have floats, to talk about it? this it's definitely oh. not <laughs> it's really close yeah. though Really I have that soundtrack. Going. I kid you not. I, I love the Garth Brooks version of "To Make You Feel My Love." I I never saw the movie on the soundtrack. <laughs> yes, or I didn't watch that movie either because <laughs> the hope floated to the right, not to the left. Oh. <laughs> so what I've got here is actually the X Files. The X Files film came out in 1998 after a long-running yeah. TV series, and it features some really interesting stuff. Um, for one, anything that has the cardigans on it has my respect because the cardigans are criminally underrated artists. It also has some of, I would argue, some of my personal favorite, maybe some of, you know, I don't know, 
the best quote songs by Better Than Ezra. Their song "One More Murder," uh, Bjork's "Hunter" is is great. Sixteen Horses by Soul Coughing. Um, so like it picks some real hits, and then you know, uh, a, a trio of uh, alt rock uh, standouts right at the top of it. So we've got "Walking After You" by the Foo Fighters, which is mm-hmm. featured on the color and the shape, but also this is a slightly different version they re-recorded for this soundtrack, and that's a an outstanding Foo Fighters track as well. And don't forget Tonic's Flower Man. Tonic is a band yep. that I know everybody yeah. thinks about because of if you can only see and you wanted more from uh, American Pie, Pie, but they're a fantastic band. Like all of their albums are consistently solid. A really fantastic songwriters in that group. Yeah, they're a band that we don't get to talk about much. And I wanted to throw this out there real quick. <laughs> they don't do much. They put out an album no. in 2010, though. That's their most recent full new album, and it is self-titled. Just mm-hmm. as good or better start to finish than the stuff from, from their heyday. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh. Just a quick note on that. Sorry, go ahead, Dan. Well, I was just going to ask a quick question, and you might have already said this, but how do you pronounce the uh, person that did the song with Sting? Was it is it Aswad or Oz? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? Like, I am going to guess not. <laughs> Stinging asswad, like what the hell? Stings like I can't put my name on there with them. (laughs) That's just, and that might even that might even be. Well, it's not technically a cover. Invisible Sun was the Police, but I guess when if you're going to replace two members of the Police, maybe asswad's the way to do it. I don't know. (laughs) That's a great asswad. No disrespect to these artists. I'm sure your name is pronounced Aswad or something like that. But it's Aswad. It's very, it's very fancy. As, as, as Rex Manning will say, Aswad. Or there just fade go. away. No, I'm actually looking it up. They're a British reggae group. Apparently they were around since the mid-70s. Now I feel really stupid, but... I don't. They're the ones I don't. Aswad. Say no I more, Mona Moore. <laughs> I'm glad we could actually get those references slid into this episode <laughs> and tie back to this all started by the way for anybody who hasn't listened to the itch from the beginning because two years ago was the 25th anniversary of the release of empire records and i was like i love that movie we're gonna talk about it for a while yeah and so we did and hence rex manic day became movie and music day for the itch uh anyway Rexy, so sexy exactly <laughs> he's undeniable and can we just can I just say yeah. because we never really got a chance to talk about this movie? Can I just throw one what I feel is a truth bomb about the movie out into the universe? I'd be curious who agrees with this one. Yeah. Sure, the movie version of Sugar High is better than the version on the actual yes. soundtrack. Yes, I think yeah. you, I might agree. I'd have to hear them again, but I think I remember having that thought pass at some point. I like I having, it's Renee Zellweger, right? Is the one yes. who sings. Yeah. Yes. I like when she sings better than when it's his voice on the, on the actual soundtrack. I was, yeah. I was disappointed 28 years ago and I'm still disappointed <laughs> now that she's not on the it's actual like, soundtrack. It was a, uh, what the hell was the band name? Coyote Shivers. Yeah. And the it, guy not, Burko not the was movie, the lead singer. The, yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Burko was the lead singer. Yeah. All right. I've got one left that I, I mean, for, as far as I'm concerned, this is, when I first thought of this topic, this was the definitive soundtrack that came to my mind. Um, I'm I'm guessing most of y'all can figure out what it is. If anybody has anything that you think is not the one that I'm talking about, uh, then feel free to share it right now. Because otherwise, I think we're going to use this one to wrap us up. I, well, I, I think to... this is a this is a rock 
show. So I'm guessing some, cause there was some massive hit songs on albums that were from hip hop. He got game. The public enemy soundtrack was yeah. fantastic. Yep. You had Bullworth, which was Ghetto Superstar. Yeah, but that was only that one. That was just that one song. That whole album was not that great. Again, I haven't seen either movie, so I couldn't tell you. Suck too. You right? The field is open to different things, but we are primarily focused on rock. Right. So, and then the other one would be Rush Hour with Can I Get It from Jay Z. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yet another movie I haven't seen. See Rush Hour. Jay Z. Rush Hour is great. Rush Hour is great. Yeah. The Jay Z song was okay. I thought Drew Hill's How Deep Is Your Love was better than the Jay-Z song. It's yeah. another good one. So when it comes to the Rush Hour soundtrack, I, I when I compare it to that one, Drew Hill was better than Jay-Z. See, yeah. this is why we brought these guys on. Right. <laughs> yeah, Side exactly. rail. I want to know what this album is, though, now. And I'm curious. Well, real quickly, before before we get into that, I wanted to bring up just, just this one song in the movie, because it, they're all tied together for me, is... Uh, the Goo Goo Dolls Iris with yep. uh, yes. City of Angels. That's that's the one. When I think of <laughs> yep. soundtrack songs of 98, uh, Iris being almost certainly the Goo Goo Dolls biggest hit coming from this film and on Dizzy Up the Girl. It, But it's just uh, that was next level like hit. <laughs> Never <laughs> seen Heroes. the movie, but I will throw out there. Uh, might be controversial to a lot of people. Uh-oh. It's not the best song on the City of Angels soundtrack. No, and and I've got a, I've got a personal feeling about what that is, and you may have a different one, which is also interesting. Well, actually, there's two songs that are better, but one of them was put out way prior to, so it was not meant. It wasn't recorded for the actual soundtrack. Yeah, and that was Jimi Hendrix's Red House. It's my favorite Jimi Hendrix song of all time. Oh. So that being on that soundtrack was a bonus, but not the the best song I, when I'm talking about are ones that were recorded specifically for the soundtrack or on the soundtrack prior to the album being big. And this has in, two very big hits from it that were for artists' future albums, one being uh, Iris and then... The other one, I'm, I'm sure you know it. The other one, I'm assuming you are talking about the Alanis Morissette track that made this soundtrack, yeah. which is uh, uninvited. It's the first thing that she released after Jagged Little Pill. So Alanis yep. was at peak power right here, and yeah. trying to do anything that would follow that up was a heavy load to take. Uninvited, I loved. It didn't sound like the alt rock that she had before. It was this big like orchestral. Um, I don't know if you call it a ballad or what, but I just. For yeah. my money, that's actually might be the best Alanis Morissette song. Like it might actually it's be my there. favorite. Yeah, it's very it's high, there. high up there. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, if you don't have Alanis Morissette's "Uninvited," you don't get Evanescence. That's yeah. I never thought about that before, but that's probably true. That's a, that's as a fair soon take. as I heard Evanescence, I said, "Oh, cool, a band that's doing the whole uninvited by Alanis thing as a style." I <laughs> it's love their it. whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be in so, no, no disrespect. Yeah, I love yeah. Evanescence. Yeah, but I, that's the first thing when I first heard "Bring Me to Life." I'm like, her voice; she's doing the Alanis uninvited thing. I love this. So. Yeah. Actually, I, before we do wrap it up, I actually have two yes. that we didn't touch on. Do it. And one is definitely Casey would probably attest to this because we are big <laughs> wrestlers, and it was the Attitude Era. Yeah. And it's the DX theme song. Yeah. Come on, that's one of the <laughs> best entrances besides the Rock. Stone Cold, Undertaker. 
the list can go on. I know oh. me and Casey could battle out and yeah. talk for hours. Here's the yeah. thing about that. One of the uh, things that I had in the list was WWF The Music Volume 3, which features... Features all the themes that you just mentioned. Yeah, exactly. And but the oddities by the insane clown posse. <laughs> yes. Plus the insane clown posse. Plus my personal favorite, which was Gangrel's theme music. Which <laughs> that was actually pretty cool too. Yeah, that was a good one. Awesome. So but, that's what I said. I had two TV shows in a sense because I'm like, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. wrestling yeah. is mostly television. But so, do you count ECW's Extreme Music as well? Because that was '98. And that yeah, was not original songs because I don't believe because yeah, ECW used no. to just flat out rip stuff off and not yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they <laughs> were cover was, songs, though. You got some really yeah. cool, you know, you got Kilgore doing Pantera's Walk. Yeah. Mm. But there was something about the WWF at that time. It was the Attitude Era. Right. And, you know, Casey and I, and we talked about it on the show, you know, yeah. as we were talking, even wrestlers of the 80s. But, you know, one thing is it was that attitude that DX brought. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, Triple H, China. Then you, you added X-Pac, Road Dog, Billy Gunn, Mr. Ass. You know what I mean? Badass Billy Gunn. <laughs> Dude, that's what he went after. They went solo, Mr. Yeah. Ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was probably one of the best. I mean, I loved Stone Cold and The Rock, too. Those were two of my favorite characters. Yeah. But DX was just the best. I mean, <laughs> we had to bring that one up. But also, there was another movie that had a really kick-ass soundtrack. And I'm surprised no one brought it up. Can't hardly wait. I I was gonna bring that one up, but that one's a really deep cut. <laughs> well, for me, it was a great movie. You got Graduate, Third Eye Blind. Ooh, you know, okay. you have a Busta Move. Even though it's an '80s song, but it's in this soundtrack. Young MC, uh, More Human Than Human, White Zombie, yeah. Six Underground by Sneaker Pimps, Get It On by Kingdom Come On, uh, Mandy, <laughs> yeah. uh, Barry Manilow. Come on, Barry Manilow's in this soundtrack. <laughs> Brian, what are your favorite? Oh, you got six. You got six. You, got six. You, got six. you saw. You saw. Can't hardly wait. I got I three of them, guys. Was, I thought that was ninety-seven. <laughs> it was ninety-eight. No, no, it, it was ninety-eight. That was, de- that was definitely ninety-eight, and I believe it also had a couple of Eve Six songs in there as well. It had Eve Maybe six on the movie. Not the didn't have a Buster Rhymes. The, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Yes, it that was the, that was the one song I really I because why. And this is dating the 80s because they used the Knight Rider Rider. theme because (laughs) I grew up watching Knight Rider, loving that show. Dude, I have all four seasons. I have that crappy show they did in 2004. I have the DVDs to that. I have Knight Rider cars all over the house. This is how much I love that show. And I still wish I had the the 84 Kenner car to this day because, damn it, I could have sold it for like four grand right now. (laughs) So it just... That was another great soundtrack, which I love the movie. But I mean, 98 was a great year for movies and music soundtracks. It just, there's way too many for an hour for right. all of us to right. really go on. And, you know, I wish Empire Records was in 98 because it would have made it funnier for Rex Manning Day. <laughs> I yeah, tried it- to find the purple shirt, though, guys. I'm sorry. It was a little too tight and it kind of ripped in the back like fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> we'll allow it. We appreciate that you even thought about it. Yeah, um, and and I want to make a, a quick note since I don't think I we said it earlier on. So nobody sees the video of this as as we we can see each other. The reason Gomez's show is called Sleevey G, which he was at one point nicknamed Sleeveless Gomez, I believe, is because he's a man who prefers to wear shirts without sleeves on them. Yeah, and so you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, the the people have spoken on Twitter. I I put That's out true. an option, and everyone loved it, and from 
talking to the people who I did interview, they said, holy Christ, that is the best name show. <laughs> you know, and when you. I think about polls on Twitter, I think about Elon Musk saying, should I... <laughs> Uh, resign from Twitter, and I think about Gomez's. Should I go with the Sleevey G yes. show? Like to me, those were those are the two most important Twitter ones. moments. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, it, right, but it was funny because no yeah. one, when everyone like Sleazy, I go no Sleevey. Yeah, yeah, like Sleazy G. I don't even know who's. Oh my god, I got a great idea. You need to do an episode where you interview your alternate ego, Sleazy G, with Sleevey G. He's the villain version of yourself. Yourself. Oh my God, that would be brilliant. You know what? I, I would probably do something like Two Face, you know, like. <laughs> do do you it. Know, <laughs> look at Brian. He's look. He's lost it. He's oh, lost no. it. I would do this. I would actually wear, I would actually color one side of the face and that, and the only problem and is I would have to. He would be like this, doing the yeah, microphone. Like, what do you think? Oh, I don't know. But you know what would be funny, though? Because it's oh sleazy. G, I would have to get the hamburger meat out with the hair. So <laughs> I would have to be half shirt, half on, half off. Uh. But I, that would make for a great live show. There you go. You got <laughs> it. Holy that shit. would make from, you know what, 25 years from now, there's going to be some podcast talking about the soundtracks of 2003, and Sleazy G is going to be one of them. <laughs> Someone's going to write a song. If someone did that, I would crack up. We got this because of the Sleazy G show. We're calling him Sleazy G. There you go. And it's going to be Puff Daddy with... Uh, Probably. With Kenny G. I couldn't resist that one. I couldn't resist. All right. <laughs> well, uh, does anybody have any last submissions before we wrap this bad boy up? I, I am can't so believe sorry you guys are to your listeners. <laughs> Uh-oh. Actually, I can't believe you're all leaving off the uh, Randy Newman classic, A Bug's Life soundtrack. Come on. Oh, snap. Oh, oh yeah. And, and coming in with, coming in hot with A Bug's Life. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen that. <laughs> and you have kids? What the you hell? No. <laughs> I, went to- I saw the one in Animal <laughs> Kingdom where they turn all the lights off in the tree house and you're in like the bees stab you in the back and it's like really traumatizing you know, what's you know that ride never nope. saw the actual no. movie though never been no. on the ride it's kind of funny as i prepared for the show to do my list i actually touched on every single song we talked about tonight nice. that's on my perfect and my top 10 list nice perfect that's how i was hoping I found for out i saw more i found out i saw more movies in 1998 and i thought i thought it was dude, four it was six i, I dude, you hung out with me when it comes to movies i hung out with you with bands and music you had to go with movies with me so yeah. well, see I'm, I'm glad that this was a, a victory for everybody and i yeah. appreciate that all of y'all did your homework guests and ish members it sounds like everybody came to the table pretty prepared oh yeah, oh, yeah. and i appreciate that but we certainly are thankful to you guys for joining us for this. This is actually a little bit different for us because these kind of just like freewheeling discussions, we did a lot more at the beginning of the podcast. But as time's gone, we've moved very much into concert reviews and interviews. And so returning to this just kind of chaotic open yeah. forum, <laughs> to me, it's fun and refreshing because it's yeah. been a while since yeah. we really went that route. And also covering something that was a throwback rather than new music is also kind of refreshing because we, we, we try to do those once in a while, but but it seems to be getting less and less. Yeah. So and you guys are clearly authorities on the topic. And so we were you were the right <laughs> guests to bring along. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you having us, man. This has been a blast. Oh yes. yeah, that's a true honor for me to get finally 
you know, get on. I, you know, I apologize for last year. Um, <laughs> a lot of things have happened. And, you know, you guys have been awesome supporting us with Playlist Wars and jumping in with us, Brian, too, at that time where I was going through a lot of stuff uh, with family wise. But, uh, yeah, you know, I can't thank you guys enough. And sorry it took so long. I apologize, but <laughs> if we're good. doing this every year, I wouldn't mind doing it every year with you guys. It's it's one of those things I love, and hopefully we'll throw in the Rex Manning whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yes. maybe that'll be the tradition. When we get to the, the 30th anniversary of Empire Records or something, we'll... <laughs> we should just do a whole episode. Let's do another on one show. on that. Yeah. <laughs> See if I can get somebody else in to interview with us, too. It'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> oh, I can find a few people. Actually, I did one with... Uh, uh, three guys in a film podcast. We did Empire Records, and oh, I mean somebody from Empire Records. I'm going. Yeah. I'm going big. Oh, give nice. Me, give me Ethan Embry or somebody. Like we're going to talk. Oh, about Rex this. Manning, dude. It's the only. We way. Need, that's true. We need Rex Manning, don't we? <laughs> Come on. I I want to see. Why don't you all fade away? That hand gesture. I just love that whole part. You heard it here first. The itch just booked an episode for about three years in advance. Um, <laughs> it'll be great. Coming for you, Max. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys again. Brian and Gomez have been great pals of ours, just in terms of support and ideas and just discussion in general. We greatly appreciate you guys over the past few years and, and happy to, to have you all on. And um, I'm sure that we will cross paths again on one or both of y'all's shows at some point in the future. I hope that's the case. Yeah. I hope so. I, I actually want to bug KC for the attitude era because <laughs> I, I need a wrestling episode, but you guys are always welcome on my show too. And Brian's, you know, let us know, we'll book it up and, you know, we'll, we'll figure something out, but added to error was Casey and I's little honey point <laughs> that I know the discussion might go past an hour and 30 yeah. minutes. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Probably <laughs> anytime. All right, Dan. So thank you very much for listening to the itch and thank you very much for joining us to uh, both Brian and Gomez. And uh, let us know if we missed anything. Was there any soundtracks that you guys loved that we didn't discuss so thank you for listening to the itch podcast my name is dan i'm casey and i'm aaron until next time enjoy rex manning day screw you guys i'm going home (laughs) (laughs) if you enjoyed what you heard in this episode please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch check out the show notes for links about the episode as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every sunday night And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.